Hello, welcome to another fair game. <laughs> That's not it, Mike. <laughs> fair game podcast. There you go. How are you, Mike? Sure it is. I'm good, Lily. How are you? Very well. Excellent. So, we have a guest. <laughs> well, we shouldn't call him a guest. Family member. Family. Today, my good friend Mark Headley joins us, the author of the funniest book, if you can call funny, uh, about escaping Scientology, Blown for Good, and uh, an all-around expert who has a photographic memory for faces, names, and places. Hi, Mark. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Hi, Mark Headley. So before we started recording, you said that you listened to all the episodes to uh, your latest trip to D.C., and you said that me and your wife, Claire, were complaining about you. In what way? I don't remember if it was complaining. I just remembered that uh, we actually, Mike and I, were in a supermarket, and somebody that knew me came up to us and said that he was a big fan. We, you know, Mike and him talked, and then he said, yeah, I just listened to the last podcast where you guys were uh, dishing on Mark. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? He goes, oh, you haven't heard it? I'll let you listen to it. So then on my trip, I was listening to it. It was the one where Claire was talking about where she was. She had written reports on me. Yes. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Unbelievable. And, it is. And, and where you wrote reports, you admitted to writing many reports on Angelo. Yes. And I just wanted to state for the record... I never wrote a single report on her ever. Never once did that happen. That is why David Miscavige, COB, uh, never really saw you fit to be with Claire because you never got with the program, buddy. I wasn't a rat think bastard. Well, then you weren't a Scientologist, Mark, and that seems pretty clear to me now. Yeah, well, you know. You know, I did, I did, and I also, I did uh, bond with you over the uh, the J&D uh, uh, victims that we were. We were often accused of that. Rightly so. Now, for those of you who don't know what J&D is, that's joking and degrading. L. Ron Hubbard wrote a policy called joking and degrading. And this is why you can't have a sense of humor in Scientology because you get this policy thrown at you. I remember one time I was making a joke about Tom Cruise and I got a report written on me uh, that I was a joker and degrader. Yes, I had yes. many, many reports written on me for joking and degrading. That was a was a popular theme. Mike, will you put that up on your uh, on the blog? Yep. Okay, we'll put that policy up for you guys to see. You jokers and degraders. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of comedians in Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's funny, you it's know, rude. when the one of the reasons why um, I, I think meeting um, the former person that he was. Uh, Marty Rathbun, when I first met Marty at Celebrity Center at, a, at an event, I, I said something about like, oh, I, sometimes I get in trouble because I'm considered a joke and de- a joker and degrader. And he goes, well, you wouldn't be a comedian then, right? I mean, you wouldn't be doing your job. And I was like, thank you. Like, yes. Was like the one, yes, that was before he became another person. But anyway, um, all right, let's talk about what we're talking about today. Yes. Scientology and the internet. Oh, let's do it. (laughs) It's such a broad-ranging subject, and it came up partly because we talked to Andreas Helder-Lund recently, and he was one of the pioneers of internet 
activism against Scientology, and the internet has been a very, very sore subject for Scientology for a long, long time. Sure. But it's also... Because there's information there. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's also something that they have increasingly used in their fair game <laughs> assaults against all of people us. like yes. those on this podcast today. Yes. We all have we all have very, very good websites put up about us. But uh well, you know, when we were at the so I was at the end base from nineteen ninety to two thousand five. And when when we were at the end base during the nineties, Scientology pretty much had thought they figured out how to game the internet. And they had this thing where they would basically just set up as many sites as they could, as many Scientology sites. And the way you do that is you buy what's called a domain. So if you have the Scientology.org, that is a domain. But Scientology set up domains for every single possible thing they could set up domains for. So ScientologyFlorida.com, ScientologyOhio.com. As many organizations as they had, they'd set up a domain for those. And then those domains would point to the main Scientology website domain, uh, which I think is Scientology.org. And, um, and in the early days of the internet, um, that's how Google sort of ranked sites. So as many sites that pointed to another site the, the site that they were pointing to would get the top search results if you searched Scientology on Google. And, and a lot of people knew this, and so they did what was called Google bombing. And this was a thing in the like 80, late 80s and 90s where you just set up as many sites as you can, direct them to the site you want to get the number one search result, and bingo, you get it. So Scientology, and they basically have never... I don't think they've ever abandoned that system, even though I would say by the mid-90s, Google had basically changed their algorithm and changed how their search results worked so that that isn't the case. And I think since then, they just pay Google um, advertising money to to raise their sites to the top of the list as much as they can. But um, they had had another way of doing this, which was, they had a program, I want to say it was in the mid-90s, maybe almost near the end of the 90s, where they would have Scientologists set up their own websites. And it was called My Scientology. It was a My Scientology page. And it would just say, hi, my name is Mike. Um, I have a, I'm a Scientologist. I like you know fishing and long walks on the beach. And, um, and then that would point romantic candlelit dinners. Yes. I like going to course every night, seven days a week. (laughs) I enjoy writing knowledge reports on my spouse, you know, whatever you would write on on your page. And then that page would point to the main Scientology page. Right, right, right. But the thing a lot of Scientologists may or may not have known is that you would get a CD to install that, to, to basically set up your website. And, um, and in that CD was a software program that put a filter on that person's computer that would not no. allow them. Yeah, Mark you did, yes. Pedley. You didn't know this? Mark you did not know this? Pedley. Mike Rinda. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? 
No, this is a real Isn't thing. Isn't this illegal activities? Well, officially, no. If you install it, if you install it on your computer, if like it's basically like Scientology hacked their members. Right, but you're unwittingly doing it. You're not you're not Scientology yeah. is not saying, listen, on this CD, when you install it, know that we are filtering and following what you're in. Wow. They didn't, but I'll tell you what they did say. They did say that by popular demand from science, this is actually on the package of the CD. It says, this is a quote, by popular demand from Scientologists, a program has been developed to prevent you from being subjected to N theta. Explain what N theta and it basically is anything that says anything bad about Scientology. No, is, it's is anything that theta. says the truth about Scientology. Well, yeah, but that mostly that's bad because <laughs> the truth is not is not very often good. Okay, go ahead. Finish. So, so go ahead. Finish your quote. Developed to prevent you from being subjected to N theta and hate mail on the internet. This filter allows you direct access to our sites rapidly. Without being dev teed, which is basically a Scientology word for nonsense, um, without being dev teed by vilifying material, forgeries, and hate messages. In this fashion, your attention can remain focused on the dissemination and setting people's feet on the bridge to total freedom. So, so this filter would basically block, this is the best, yeah. words like Scientology. So... <laughs> So you would get, you would set up your Scientology website, and if you searched Scientology, it would block all other site results except for Scientology.org. So you wouldn't see any, you wouldn't see Operation Clambake, you wouldn't see, you Tony wouldn't Tony Ortega's site, Jeffrey Augustine's site, Mike's any, blog. Any negative sites uh, that had been at the time of the creation of this CD were put on the list, and any terms Xenu, uh, Lord Xenu, uh, Galactic Overlord, all these things would basically, you wouldn't, you would get no results. Right, right. And, um, and it was actually, this was, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure a journalist or somebody from the, uh, you know, people that are exposing Scientology at the time yeah. got their hands on this CD and it became uh, dubbed, the software program became dubbed Sino Sitter. And that's how it is actually, if you, Google Sino Center, uh, Sino Sitter. It actually comes up on Wikipedia, and it it tells the whole story of how oh, they, wow. what they did. Okay, but but either way, um, this was another effort for them to point sites to their site, but then also filter Scientologists. And I think I think it only worked on like Windows ninety five, so it must have been in the late nineties when they did it. But okay. but eventually they would. As opposed to just having sites to point to their site, uh, when people, when they realized the cat was out of the bag and there was no way to kind of lock up the internet, what they basically tried to do was just create as many sites as possible. So depending on the search results, you would get one of their sites. And really in the 2000s is when this just went into hyperdrive. And they basically created what we've kind of dubbed vanity sites or some people call them grow ops. Basically, it's just a way for um, if somebody searches David Miscavige, then if there's 
if there's a hundred domains that have David Miscavige in the name, um, you're likely to get one of those. But if there's 3,000 David Miscavige mm-hmm. domains, you're definitely going to get one of theirs. And they have, I mean, Miscavige by far has the most websites dedicated to him. And yeah. when I say he has the most, I mean, in the early 2000s, they set up, you know, davidmiscavige.com, Dave yeah. slash Miscavige, any mm-hmm. variation of spelling of his name and his middle name, his last name, C-O-B, David, anything. But they have these things on the internet called suffixes. So if you have a .com, which is most most people are familiar with, but there's .org and .net and mm-hmm. .biz. And so they have all those variations of Dave's name, but then they have them times all these other suffixes as well. Right. So because if you, I pull up his name right now, it says the first thing that comes up is his stupid face. And then you know, what, what an amazing human being he is. And, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes. and then, and then it goes to, um, Scientology.org. Yeah. And then it goes to Scientology.org, uh, biography. Then it goes to DaveMiscavige.org again, IMDB, www.scientologynews.org. Yes. Yeah. You're right. So basically they, they basically game the system, and then they run ads for all of those sites. Yes. So no matter what, if you search for them on the internet, you get that. Right, because remember, you know, imagine you had unlimited funds. Imagine we had unlimited funds to combat all of this, right? I mean, this is, a, this is an organization with tax exemptions, so they just have this money to spend, like you're saying. Like, they, have, they pay totally. for these ads, they pay for them. You know, the first thing that comes up with, you know, me or Mike or you connected to Scientology is their sites. Totally. Yeah. And, and, the, and then the other thing is that they, Scientology, I mean, they've been fair gaming people for, you know, 50 years. Mm-hmm. That's not a new thing. Right. And the way they, I mean, if you look at the fair, uh, the references Mike's posted on his website about the fair gaming, it says in there, it says right in there, Hubbard said in his own words, the purpose is to ruin them utterly. That's what he, that's a quote. That's exactly what he said. The way, one of the ways they do that is, is by shaming people. That's their, right. that's sort of their go-to thing is to shame people. And it's, it's not limited to just body shaming or, you know, gender shaming. There's sex shaming, mm-hmm. uh, slut shaming people, gender shaming, mental health shaming, any possible form of shame that's like documented. They're, They've been do. They're well versed, yeah. and so they used to do that by passing out flyers in your neighborhood or right, uh, accusing you of being a child business. molester, right? Exactly. But they would do it in person, or they would do it where you worked, or you know where you hung out, mm-hmm. who you hung out with, where you lived, and they sort of bundled all of that into these what we call troll sites or hate sites. Mm-hmm. So. You have, and, and the way they did it was they did um, who is markheadley.com instead of just saying Mark Headley. And you know, it's funny because I looked, I have, I own the dom- domain markheadley.com. I bought it three weeks after I left the seal because I right. knew right. if I don't buy that website, they're going to scoop it up. Right. So, um, so I bought markheadley.com. Never mm-hmm. in a million years did I would think to buy the who is Mark Headley. <laughs> Right. And of course they did. And, yes. and that sort of became the standard because a lot of ex members were buying their own domain names. Right. So then they just made it who is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so they, so since I'd say the mid two thousands, they've set up thousands and thousands of sites mm-hmm. and a large portion of them are these uh, hate sites. Mm-hmm. And the person who has the, the person who has the most is David Miscavige's father, Ron mm-hmm. Miscavige. Mm-hmm. And when they set them up on Ron, they did the same thing. So it's Ronald Miscavige. I think his middle name is Thomas. It's Ronald Thomas Miscavige. It's Ron Thomas Miscavige, Ron Dash, on and on and on and on and on. And he was also like an exercise buff and he sold exercise equipment. And um, so they've got Coach Ronald Miscavige, um, Exercise Ronald Miscavige. They just basically, I think, I want to say that it was upwards of like maybe 750 to 1,000 domains that Ron Miscavige Sr. has. That they bought and created to, to an attempt to fair game him, to discredit exactly. him, to shame him. And, right. for, a, and for a while, um, Ron wasn't speaking out. He wasn't, doing, he wasn't doing anything publicly. He had disagreements. He obviously had horrible experience. He, is, he ended up escaping from the C organization and the INT base. But um, he was going to write, he basically was writing a book. And I think mm-hmm. they knew he was writing a book, but mm-hmm. they didn't know what the book was going to be called. So in pure Scientology fashion, they started creating all these domains based on what the book possibly would be called. So Which then they, was what? So what did they come up with? They came with, if, he's, if he dies, he dies. If Let him die. Oh, and um, how would they know that? Because, <laughs> because they had private investigators watching him. And so they literally set up websites. Yeah. And they, they Ronald Miscavige, mystory.com. Again, with the name variations, Ronald Miscavige, my story. So just, and, and, and again, that times all the different suffixes, .com, .net, .biz, .org. So you have, that's how you end up in the hundreds and the thousands of domain names because they just do every possible variation. Right. And unfortunately, Ron Miscavige passed away last year. Mm-hmm. And you'd think, okay, enough. You can shut the sites down. No, they're all still up and running. Even though he's passed away, mm-hmm. um, they're sh- they, I mean, they're literally shaming him and fair gaming him in the afterlife. That's when, that's when Scientology will stop. Never. They're right. still fair gaming Ron Miscavige, and he's not even with us anymore. Right. And, and, and also, it's Dave's dad. So, like, if you think uh, Leah or Mike are going to get off easy, I mean, his own dad is being fair gamed. <laughs> After he's passed away, we can expect the, our sites to be up well after we pass away. <laughs> sure. If they're still, if they're still around when that when that time comes. But either way, at the base, so that's what they're doing on sort of on the external front. But at the base, uh, at the int base where we worked, you weren't even allowed to use the internet. For probably out of the 15 years I was there for the first 10 years, um, there might have been a handful of people that were even able to go on the Internet. And most of those people were like people in RTC like Dave or Shelly or Lou, um, his um, Larice Stuckenbrock, his um, communicator or assistant, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then I think some of the OSA people as well. And then in the 2000s, it started to be like ridiculous that 
we weren't availing ourselves of the resource of the internet. So we're doing, we have a resource department or a research department that's producing Scientology events and films and stuff. And we have no way to look up anything on the internet. And so you're, you literally have people trying to research like L. Ron Hubbard's war history and trying to get a, a picture of a boat that he served on. And we're looking through books and encyclopedias in a library to try to find those things because we can't just go on the internet and search right. that. Right. So people at the base started to get access to the internet. And then that we also had a filter. So in order to search some, if we search Scientology on the internet, we would get, it would just say access denied. Wow. If we searched Xenu or clear or space aliens or space cooties or any of that stuff, it would just say access denied. Um, and that but and there even, would be an alert. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> that's true. If you, and I do talk about this in my book, I think there's a, there was a, basically the people that filtered the internet were, it was a gentleman by the name of Warren McShane, who's basically like the designated uh, spokes hole for RTC slash professional liar. And, um, and he was the guy who, he was one of the people that would police the internet at the int base. So he could see, oh, Mark logged in yesterday and he searched for, you know, David Miscavige beating. And so it would get, it would send an alert. If you got an access denied on your computer, it would let somebody know that that person was searching stuff they shouldn't have been searching. Wow. And there were like three other people that made one. Another guy was a security guard. And then um, there was a few other people. But, but the best part is that those people could turn off and on their filters and they could also turn off and on the alerts. But the other people that were the admins, the people that would see all these things, would yeah. still be able to see each other's history. Wow. So this guy, and this is a real thing. This security guard, his name was Kenny. He had access. He was one of the filter administrators. And Warren McShane was one of the filter administrators. But the best part is that on the outside, people will tell you like, oh, you guys believe in space? Like if you worked with a professional um, and people would say, you guys really believe in space aliens? And of course, at the base, we knew nothing about any of the Xenu or OT3 materials, the confidential, confidential level. nonsense. Yeah. And if you wanted to go look it up, you'd never, you'd never be able to find it anyway, even if somebody mentioned it to you, because it was all locked up. And also, if you haven't done the OT levels, you don't even know if what you're looking at is true. Yes, right. exactly. You have no one to confirm that with. Right. Yeah. And the first time I found out about it was, I think, well, we left in January 2005, Claire and I. She left a few weeks after. But um, very shortly after that, um, that South Park episode came on. Right. And I was just sitting there watching it. And then I literally looked over at Claire because it says on the bottom of the screen while they're talking about Xenu and all this crazy yeah. space stuff. It says this is what Scientologists actually believe. Right. It says it. And I yeah. looked over at, at Claire and, and she was. I think she was OT5 when we yeah. left. So she was well past that nonsense. And I looked at her and I said, is this shit true? And she was like, basically, yeah, it's pretty accurate. And I was right. like, what the fuck? Are I you know. kidding me? You fucking knew this shit and you, and you didn't fucking like send up a flare? Oh my <laughs> goodness. Anyway, so, and but you know what the funny, and that was... I want to say that was like in April. I don't remember when it came out, but it was just a very few months after we had left. 
And that night, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. Thought, oh, fuck, I'm going to get pneumonia. I'm going to fucking die. You know, because that's, that's, that's what, what they, they tell you. Right. They say if you the find out about. The reason why you can't let people know about the OT levels, you know, is you give them cancer, they'll die. You know, so even if people ask me who were in Scientology when I was in Scientology, you know, is it true that the OT levels are about aliens and body thetans and spirits? You know, I would go, no, you know, because in my mind, I was, you know, um, you're helping them, saving them. Yeah. And, and not to mention, you know, Scientology will say, well, if you're not properly set up for the OT levels, you know, like you need to be properly set up. And I think they even made a statement, Mike, uh, recently where they were like, we believe people should be properly set up to receive basically the secrets of Scientology. It's for their own good, basically. That's why we're lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, Yep. They said something similar to that recently. Um, like that's people are going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's why you should lie to people and let them spend their life, their life savings in this bullshit and spend totally. their lives and give up their families and every, whatever. Go ahead. Well, even when I watched it and like I said, I was I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Well, of course, the next morning I woke up and right. didn't have pneumonia. I didn't even right. have a sniffle. And that really sped up my my like, you know decompression phase like to, that's funny because you needed that you really need because you were like i'm alive it's, that's it's right so funny I was that like, that's, that's what did it right yeah i was like oh ain't shit happened to me oh <laughs> right. this is a bunch of bullshit <laughs> right right anyway right. so then and then after that and, and and literally after that i was like okay great it's all because if that's bullshit it's all bullshit like right, right. It's, i'm done that's it it's good right. I'm, I'm out i don't not even i don't care about them i don't want to go back but uh but, and that, and that obviously, that information is all over the internet, the, yeah. the Xenu and OT3, and they have recordings of Hubbard uh, sent, telling the story. It's basically, and that, and a lot of that was due to Andreas, because mm-hmm. Andreas was sort of hosting this plethora of Scientology documentation of right. people who had escaped Scientology and then sent him their OT. Or or scan the OT three materials and then he got it he got a copy of them or yep. however it worked, but um, so then in the two thousands so so obviously they have all these websites. Well, then they start setting up these websites based on things that are coming out on the internet, and you can sort of see like what they're concerned about and Scientology is concerned about on what people are searching by the domains that they set up. Mm-hmm. Well, then a few years ago, um, the, the, basically there's so many millions and millions of websites that the internet started opening up new suffixes. Okay. So instead of the normal ones, .com, .biz, .net, mm-hmm. .org, they now have all these like, like hundreds and hundreds of other domains. And of course you think, well, that's ridiculous. There's no way they're going to do all of those sites times all of these hundreds of suffixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they have. <laughs> they set them up. Now, Mark, in your estimation, how many of these does Scientology have? At least 5,000 that we've kind of figured out. It's hard to see. So, so this is another thing that they kind of screwed up is that when they were, and this happened, I want to say in the early 2000s, they reg when you register a domain, you can do it privately mm-hmm. or you can do it publicly. Right. In order to do it um, 
privately, you have to pay like an extra, you know, five bucks or 10 bucks, depending for each domain. Right. And then it just says it was registered under this company, but it doesn't say who, like the domain company, it doesn't say who the, the petitioner is. It doesn't say who the, the address or the contact info of the person that's registering that domain. Well, Scientology, but it does say what IP address is, what IP address the domain was registered from, which is an IP address is basically just like a, an ad, a mailbox or an address of your computer once, mm-hmm. when it goes on the internet. Well, they registered, let's say they registered 500 domains and they did those privately, like, uh, like David Miscavige gay.com or David Miscavige kills.com. But then at the same time, they register a bunch of just regular Scientology domains. Yeah. And it showed they registered from the exact same IP address. So even the ones they did privately right. are from the same. Ad- so right. then that's sort of a, a, a giveaway that, oh, this is a Sci- Scientology bought these sites up. But then the other thing that they did was for a long time, these hate sites like the uh, who is Mike Rinder, who is Mark Headley, who is Leah, those sites didn't have any sort of uh, credit. There was no, it wasn't anything definitive on who created this website, even though obviously Scientology created it. It didn't have any, didn't have uh, at the bottom of the website, it didn't say this website was created by the Church of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Um, and more recently, I don't know why, but in the past few years, they put copyrights on all these sites. So, <laughs> All of the hate sites, they say right at the bottom, copyright Church of Scientology 2021 or 2022. or So they're just openly taking credit for the sites that are insane. I mean, listen, uh, people write me all the time, and I'm sure people write you all the time, saying, how is Scientology getting away with this? And I go, well, who's fucking stopping them? Right. Yeah. It's it's really it's really a money a money and a legal reason why. I mean, of course it's shit that they have these sites up on us, and of course I'd rather there not be that site up. But um, in order for me to take down, and I think I have like maybe ten domains that they own compared to you know you probably have I think you have three or four hundred Leah, and I think Mike has probably the second most next to you, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think we actually did speak to a lawyer and I think they estimated it would be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars just to try not to do it. Like it wasn't like, no, Oh yeah, listen, no, we all, we all have been told we have absolutely legitimate lawsuits against Scientology and its operatives for libel for slander. Totally. But to Mike's points, uh, first of all, <laughs> You, you would have to pay millions of dollars in retainers. Uh, Scientology has policy about lawsuits. Uh, one of them, uh, and I'm just, I'm just uh, you know, telling you in my own words, and Mike, you could interrupt me at any time, but the purpose uh, for Scientology to engage in any lawsuit with anyone is just to exhaust you. So they just want to exhaust you financially, mentally. They don't even want to win. So totally. their objective, if, if, if they enter into a lawsuit with you, is just to destroy you financially or mentally. Yeah, yeah, it falls into the ruin them utterly category. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a war of attrition, and yes. a war of attrition is won by the the side that has the most resources to continue. 
Right. And <laughs> we don't have uh, Scientology money. Uh, we don't have unlimited resources. We don't have tax exemption and $3 billion in the bank to play with to, to take Scientology to task. I mean, listen, we would love a, a legitimate law firm who sees that, you know, Scientology has, it ha- you know, there's many ways to, to sue Scientology, just in the, Micah, we've talked about this many times, the unused money that's sitting on accounts that people can't get in Scientology, right of money that they were forced to give, and we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. There's a lawsuit in that. There's a lawsuit in people being fair-gamed. Totally. Uh, the mental stress of that, the people living in fear of Scientology because of these fair-game directives. Um, you know, there's many ways we you know, Mike has said to me, do you want to spend your life doing this, Leah? You know, Scientology will not look to to make things right. They won't change their policies. They, their objective would just be to exhaust you and exhaust your funds and destroy your life in the interim. Basically, they just want to waste your time and money. So they, yes. and, and also, so you're spending your time and money doing that instead of exposing them. Exactly. And that is basically their end game. And no so, one's looking at their sites. That's the thing. You know, they have freedom. Yeah, yep. They have they have freedom media ethics. They have all these front groups. They have the Stan League. They have, you know, Pete at Stan League on Twitter and social media. Listen, you know And that might be the that might be the funniest thing of all is so just on the domains, yeah. I would estimate just on the David Miscavige domains, I'd estimate they're spending between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars a year. Just owning the names, not hosting the website and right, right. whatever you have to do to make mm-hmm. a website. But then also, they don't get the top results in the search, which is kind of crazy. Like, I think Mike Rinder's blog, which I don't, I can't tell you how much he spends, but I'm pretty sure it's it's a big fat zero. It's not a lot compared to what they spend. <laughs> And he gets more hits and his uh, search, I think it's, there's a, uh, I think it's Alexa or Alexa, some kind of yeah. site that ranks like the popularity of the sites can, and you can compare them to each other. And I, I want to say that between Mike Rinder and Tony Ortega, they blow away Scientology any day of the week in terms right. of, you know, number of visitors, number of uh, how long people stay on the site, you know, all that good stuff. But the other thing that Scientology has is so they have hate, so they have vanity sites for Dave, Dave Miscavige, so that, you know, some of the other ones that are great too are like LRH's best friend, David Miscavige. Like that's wow. a domain they own. Um, LRH's greatest friend, Dave Miscavige. What about where is Shelly Miscavige? Do they exactly. have those? So they have a ton of Shelly, mm-hmm. like hundreds of Shelly domains, even. The whereisshellymiscavige.com is a website that they, a domain that they own. Um, Missingwifedavemiscavige.com. And then the other thing, this is really kind of weird, is they have a bunch of websites about Xenu litigation, Mm. which I don't know what that's all about. Like they think someone's going to sue them in relation to Lord Xenu and... So they have like xenulawyer.org, xenulitigation.org. Um, they have all these Xenu sites. They also have, I think they think people think Scientology sucks because they have scientologysucks.org, 
davidmiscavigesucks.org. They have, I think, I want to say it's like 17 different domains that have sucks in the name. Um, and then and then another one is that they have hate or troll websites set up for people that still work there. Oh, so so this this is great because this will then tell us who they think is leaving. That's right. But, uh, so, who they think might escape over the gate. So these are the people that let according- me, let, let me guess. Let me just see if I get one of them right. Norman Starkey? Check. Yep. Okay. Guillaume Lazerve? Yep. <laughs> they have- Mark Yeager? Yep. yep. They got him too. They've got Mike Sutter, Mark Yeager, Nor- uh, Normie, Norman Starkey, Ray Midoff. They even have uh, Tommy Davis. They have thomaswilliamdavis.com. Just in case he steps out of line. Uh-huh. Just in yep. case. Yeah. Even though he did leave- what about Hans Zuli? Um, I don't know if they have a Hans Zuli one. They then might. He might be uh, too, too in the fold. I might have just left it off my list. Go ahead. Go ahead. But they have Corinne Powell, Greg Wilhair, Dave Bloomberg, Jessica Feshback, Kurt Wieland, Lyman Spurlock, Mike, uh, Mark Ingber, Shelly Miscavige, of course, mm. Jenny Linson, mm. Sue Wilhair, Bob Adams, and Heber Jennings. Those are... Those were like the the ones the I ones. saw that I was like, oh yeah, those are all people I know that work. There. So this is this is so that uh, if they were to ever to escape or or turn up alive, they couldn't come out in the real world and do their own website and tell their own story under their own name. It's that Scientology can tell the narrative. Yes, from their hate websites, from their attack websites. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I also suspect um, when we were there, like when they had the whole. When I was still there, yeah. David Miscavige would, what could you say? He was an evil prankster. So he would say in a meeting, oh, Mike, I'm sending you to South Africa. You're going to be a toilet cleaner tomorrow. And he would have somebody go off to the Scientology travel agent whose office was like 10 feet from where the hole was and print off a ticket for Mike to South Africa. And then, that, and then somebody like one of Dave's people would come back into the meeting when he still threatening Mike to send him to South Africa and say, look, I've got your ticket right here. This happened all the time. He would do stuff like that. Or he'd say, I'm going to declare you. And then a few minutes later, somebody would walk in with a piece of paper that said, oh, you're blah, an blah, SP. blah, is yeah, declared an SP. So I suspect at some point he set these up and said, if you guys think about fucking me, mm-hmm. then look, I've got these sites set up. That would be a totally normal thing for him to do, to actually do that. Totally. So, uh, you know, Mike, I think you put up people's books before, like, you know, Amy Scobie and. Yeah, I have them all on the front of my website, Leah, but what I'll do is for this episode, I will list them all in, on the, the fair game podcast.com site. He called Mark Yeager cue ball. Now, Mark Yeager is supposed to be a senior executive in Scientology. And again, a man who hasn't been seen in public other than the CNN, which is another one you should put up, Mike, the CNN, uh, Anderson Cooper. The Inchwives. The Inchwives. uh, (laughs) Because with with, with Blinky Blinks, as well as Tom Davis. But, 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 but. But receding hair, like making fun of people because they had a receding hairline. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He big. loved that. He loved that. If, if you were overweight, it you know it actually didn't matter if you were mm-hmm. overweight, if you were skinny, if mm-hmm. you were bald, if you were short, 
if you were tall. Uh, he has matter. some balls. It, he has some balls talking about people who are short. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think because he didn't get into the lollipop guild, he was probably upset over that. But um, but either way, yes, he was. I mean, that was just a normal. And I have nothing against short people because I don't want to be yeah. that person you laughing in, and being funny. It's just it's just insane to me. Yeah, it doesn't matter what. Because I'm short, by the way. <laughs> he would find a way to pick on you if he wanted to pick on you. Whatever. Oh, your accent. Oh, man. Yeah. Guillaume used to get shit all the time about his accent because he's French. So he right. sp- like, spoke perfect English with a somewhat French Doesn't matter. accent. Yeah. But I got, I got shit because I spoke too slow. Mm-hmm. I was the DNA of a retarded sloth. That's what he said to you? Yes. Are you like literally quoting what he said, Mike? Yes. Yeah, I, I just want to remind people we're laughing. At, you know, you're laughing. I'm not laughing. We're talking about the leader of a church. Yeah. The thing that he used to, that I remember the most about Mike was that, uh, well, he'd keep Mike up day and night doing stuff. And then Mike would fall asleep at his desk or wherever. And then he would literally bring in a photographer, a professional photographer. Well, yeah, this is on Mike's hate website. Well, this is on Mike's hate website. And they would take pictures of him while he slept on his desk. Right. And then called him lazy. And then the next day he would be like, you remember when we were up last night in the edit bay working on the scripts and doing this or doing that? And everybody's like, yeah. And he'd be like, here's where Mike was. And he would literally just throw out a sheaf of printouts of all these photos on the table, and there was just like 150 different pictures of Mike sleeping. What was your reaction to this? At the, at the, by that time, everybody was just, we had this thing. <laughs> I am laughing because it is very funny. It, it was just called pie face where like you, you learned not to react because yeah, if you laughed, then Dave would be like, oh, you think it's funny? And then if you got mad, he'd be like, oh, now you're getting mad. Like you right. weren't getting mad when it was happening, but now that I'm showing you, you're getting mad. Right. So. It didn't matter what reaction you did; it was wrong, and you would end. Up, you would usually end up getting some shrapnel. Like Mike's the one being shot at, and if you are anywhere around and you react, then you end up catching some too. So you're just like, so most of the time when he would do this, people would literally just be blank staring at him, right. and so much so that he started making these little pictures of a face with no emotion on it and posting them everywhere. And if you were in a meeting with him. And he would ask a question. Nobody would answer. Like everyone was so afraid of him and what would happen that, that he would ask a group, a, a, a conference room of 20 people a question and not some, one single person would answer. They would all just sit there. You're scared. Blank, you were scared to get stare. hit. You were scared to get physically, exactly. physically hit or ridiculed. Yeah. If he had something in his hand when he asked a question and you answered and you gave the wrong answer, that thing in his hand would get thrown right into your face whether it was a stack of file folders or a book or a vhs stapler a stapler anything you would get hit in the face fucking he threw a hot dog at somebody at one of the meetings i was in i mean it doesn't fucking matter you know um and he also uh abused not only uh was you know physically and mentally abusive but he was also he was also ridiculing women constantly calling them unattractive and homely and oh, yeah. you couldn't was, even uh, be you couldn't even be in his personal organization, right? Of RTC if you weren't attractive, right? Yeah, that was actually a joke for a little while because most of the people in RTC were, you know, 
relatively hot compared to, to, to the rest of us mere mortals. Listen, you were on lockdown in, a, in, a, in Riverside County in California seeing virtually no other human being. I mean, well, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm, I'm happy that these gentlemen got to see some tits on, uh, on a porn oh, site for, for, oh. for two seconds. Honestly, because... All right. Uh, also, um, money shaming. What is this? HIV or STD shaming? What does that mean? There was a guy at, uh, when I was working at Able, there was a guy they found out had shared uh, some needles with another addict that was also working at Narconon. Um, <laughs> that's, how, that's basically how Narconon is staffed. This is their drug program, by the way. It's their drug rehab program, and, which is staffed by, I would say, 90, at the time, 99% of their staff were former addicts. Well, that's, and, and by the way, to be fair, that is usually how these places are staffed because they want people to who have been through that, who have experienced what the people who are coming in exactly. experience. Yeah. And if they do end up getting off drugs, then they want other people to get off drugs yes, and, yes. you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. But one of those guys was working at the organization that oversaw Narconon, Applied Scholastics, those different organizations. And they found out that he had shared a needle with some girl who had tested positive for HIV and literally the second the words came out of his mouth, it was like, okay, we're done with the interrogation. And they literally picked him up and threw him out of the building. Said, you're out. You're done. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Um, and David Miscavige is super, super, super homophobic. But um, the other thing that people get that get hate sites are journalists. Like Alex Gibney got a of hate course. site. Yes, Louis yes. Thoreau, Lawrence Rye, Mark Bunker, Tony Ortega. Mm -hmm. So... There's no, there's nobody's like, um, nobody is exempt from getting a little bit of uh, hate from Dave um, in, in any one of these. If you basically, if you talk out about Scientology, um, they're gonna do something to fair game you, whether oh, it's course. a site or, yes, yes. you know, who knows. But, but yeah, Dave, Dave was, I mean, at the base, we saw insane things that Dave did. And that and does, is mostly, by the way. Yes. and still does. Yes. And, and when, we, when we started talking about these things and putting these things on the internet and we get, then get the sites, they would blame it. And this is a very, very popular Scientology thing. When something goes sideways, it's always the guy who left last week. Mm -hmm. he's, always the, he's always the one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it was such a thing that, even if you were at the base and, you know, oh, Mark blew, and then you get interrogated, it's like, well, who told you to do, oh, Mark told me to do that. <laughs> right. and, then, yep. and then, and then, and then that's the, and that's pretty much what goes around is like, oh, Mark was the one who said to do this and Mark was the one. And now we're finding, we're all finding this out because now that Mark's gone, people are willing to say what he did, even though, you know, people writing reports left, right, and center the whole time you're there. They don't think to write it up. But so, Scientology, they, the actual organization did this where, oh, that was all on Marty. Marty right. and Mike right, were the ones right. that were beating yeah. everybody up. Sure, of oh, course. Not, but not just that. We were the ones, supposedly, that uh, were the source of brush redging. Yes, just like, like random things anything. that you had nothing to do with. Yeah, absolutely. Are now I, that I, I, I never had anything to do with fundraising whatsoever ever in my entire history in Scientology and neither did Marty like right. we spent the money we didn't go around 
making it or collecting it or forcing people to pay. But we became, Scientology actually promoted this, that that these bad things that were done to coerce people to give money were all Marty Rathbun and Mike Rinder sourced. Like, yeah. Wow. Speaking speaking of Marty, it's funny that you said about, you know, uh, these sites will never come down. Marty's back in Scientology. They still have their hate websites up against Marty. And that, and this is, might be the weirdest thing of all is that they made a site and their main site about Marty. I think it was called, um, rotten rat, rotten rat.com. Wasn't it through the freedom, freedom magazine? I think so. I think it was kind of like, I think it was like a co-opted, like it was freedom plus stand or, you know, whoever, whatever phony front group they wanted to do. But so they had that website. And then meanwhile, um, for many years, Marty had his own website and they made a website that looked just like his website. So it had like the same kind of banner at the top and it was very similar looking site, but it was their site, not his site. So if you wanted to go on Marty's site and post something, then you might actually be posting on their site and not Marty's site. But then, so then you have this thing where um, that movie, My Scientology movie mm-hmm. came out and mm-hmm. right, I think right, either right after it came out or right before it came out, Marty sort of switched his stance. And then you have Marty basically talking shit about the movie, but he's in the movie. And yeah. so you've got the movie where he's talking shit about them. And now you've got Marty talking shit about the movie. Yeah. And then, and then eventually he just did that for everything. So everything he said on his website, he now has a different version. He has a counterpoint. He has the exact opposite. Yes. To him, to his, to himself. He's battling (laughs) himself. That's right. And so the, this is the craziest thing. And it's so crazy that you, you see his videos. He's so amped up. He's so riled himself up. Like having imaginary conversations with people. Oh, and, and he's got all these with himself, theories. But there's with himself. Yes. And the best part is all of this stuff is still up. Right. So you have him talking shit about Scientology, and then you have him defending Scientology and yes. talking shit about the people. And then you have Scientology, Scientology talking shit about Marty, and then they yes. all of a sudden stopped present time. However, they still have their sites up about him. Right. That's right. And he, it, and it is it is literally insane. Well, Mark, I have a question for you. Two questions, actually. Yeah. One is our our listeners always say, "What can we do to help?" Is there anything that people can do about these sites on Twitter, on Instagram, on that that people can do to help? I mean, we we don't. I, I, I listen. If I had the answer, I would have already done it. I mean, we've yeah. complained to so, Twitter, we've complained to Instagram, to Facebook. Uh, they don't give a shit. I'm not sure what the deal is with Facebook and Twitter Mm -hmm. where they sort of are complicit to all this stuff. Um, I know for, there was times where um, Twitter was taking down um, some of their hate accounts. Like um, I can't remember the guy's name. I think, I think you guys call him fast Eddie or something. Oh, Edward, Edward Parkin. Yes. Ed Parkin. Mm -hmm. I don't remember who calls him fast Eddie. Oh, is he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's vanished. Yeah, so his his, his uh, Twitter handle has been replaced by oh. some generic thing. He doesn't show up anymore anywhere. Uh, but yeah. there's a new the one. But there's a new one. There's a new one happening. I forgot the name of it. Uh, they're like watchers of hate. 
on the on oh Twitter. yeah hate watches hate 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 hate, hate, watches hate. Or hate and bigotry watches hate, or something hate hate hate, hate. <laughs> hate monitor hate monitor hate monitor yeah i think that's okay. what it is hate, hate monitor. monitor yeah i think the only thing you can really do is to report yeah an account for abuse and you could say um like if they link to one of the hate sites that's an easy like hey this is uh this person is threatening or uh libel i don't remember what the form is on twitter but Reporting them is just about the best thing you can do. So reporting them. Okay. And then the other thing, Mark, that I, if you want to search Scientology or these sites that we've mentioned, Mark, uh, there's a way to do so without being tracked by Scientology. Could you explain what that is? Like, you know, when I know one time I called you and I was like, listen, I want to look on these sites because, um, Oh, you want to go on the site and see what it is. But you told me how to do that without being tracked by Scientology. Ideally, if you do go to one of these sites, you should Mm -hmm. do it through what's called a VPN Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't put it past Scientology to track who's visiting their sites and where, what sites. Well, people complain all the time. They say, look, I I looked up something and all of a sudden I'm on their radar. So, yeah. So so go ahead. Explain, explain, explain Mark how to, how to avoid that. Um, that the, I don't get paid by any of these companies, but I think like Nord VPN, or if you just type in VPN, it's basically a way to search something privately without okay. your internet service provider or the website you're visiting, being able to track your identity or your IP, your computer address or this sort of thing. It's a way, and you can set, a, you can, you can actually designate which country you'd like to um, let the website that you're visiting think you're visiting from. So you can say different places in America. You can say different countries. But okay. If you if you are going to visit a Scientology website, I would strongly recommend uh, doing it through a VPN or a private browser or some sort of secure search method. I wouldn't go to one of those sites um, without about some sort of protection. Thank you. For for those of us who don't know stuff like this, I mean, like, I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to do this. I don't know. So yeah. Or yeah. just don't go to their website. That's no, but easier, sometimes, you know, like <laughs> I tell people, like, look for yourself. And I just want to not oh, tell yeah. people, you know, like you should look at what David Miscavige says about himself when knowing this is what this man does day in and day out. Um, yeah. You know, but yet, it, and I, I just want people to be able to look and be secure at the same time. Totally. And if you do get any kind of email or any kind of messages or even mail from Scientology, um, you could always tape an aftermath foundation card to that and send it back to them. Um, That way, maybe somebody finds out about the aftermath foundation that's in the C organization or a staff member. So they know. And we have had good results um, with like, for instance, we just recently helped somebody escape from the C organization. And this person uh, found out about the Aftermath Foundation through a, a person that was a non-Scientologist that they had contacted. So um, the more we put out the Aftermath Foundation and the more we disseminate it, the, um, the more chances we have of you know, and, helping and, these people. Get. And how do people get those Aftermath cards? I think if you just go to the Aftermath um, Foundation. Is it Website. Dot- yeah, I don't remember what the yeah, suffix I'll, is. Yeah, I'll have that link. I know all obviously. the Scientology suffixes, and but by I don't way, know the Mark, I, 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 before we end off, because I, I do have to... Listen, I want to yeah. say, I think you brought up a very important point. And that is about what the Aftermath Foundation is and what we all truly want. Second, you know, first is, 
we're always available to people coming out of Scientology. Yes. They know that. This is a kind of a, a, a silent um, activity that we all do behind the scenes that we don't talk about because they don't totally. want to talk about it, uh, which yeah. is unfortunate because a lot of people like go, well, well, what are you guys doing? You Have you set up? Yes, it's been set up. I know. Well, a lot of these <laughs> yeah, people, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you've been in for 25 yeah. years, you're yes. not going to, your first um, your first life action is to get your life back together, not yes. talk about all the nonsense. Right. So our goal is to stop Scientology from taking advantage, abusing people, taking their money, taking their lives, and having tax exemption and doing the damage that they do to people's lives. That's one. Uh, and and part two, or part one A, or whatever, however way you want to say it, we are always here for people, and we want the same for people out there. If you are ever around a Sea Org member or a Scientologist, we don't want you to attack them. We don't want yeah. you to ridicule them. We want you to hand them an aftermath card or say, hey, if you want to leave, come with me. I have people who can help you. And totally. People know how to get a hold of you, Mark. People know how to get a hold of Mike. People know how to get a hold of me. And there is a network of us that are willing to take people in from Scientology and the Sea Org who want and to And that leave. is a large barrier for yes. people that, that are potential escapees. Yes. Is that they don't know that we're here. They don't know. They have right. no and information. If, if Shelly Miscavige is alive, everybody, she doesn't know that we're even out. Or that we're trying to get her out. Has no idea. Or help her, or we're here for her, or, you know, whatever. So that is, like, even when I went to the property one time, I think it was with Louis Thoreau for that movie. Yeah. Um, they, oh, no, it was, a, it was actually a Danish uh, program that I was shooting out Right, there. right, 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 right. They came out on the highway. Yes. And I was showing them pictures of my kids. Like, they're screaming and yelling at me. And they're like, you're an SP. Get off the property. You know. And yeah. you know what? Danny Dunnigan or whatever his name is, the security guy, went yeah. back inside and said. No, no, no. It was Kevin. Kevin. It was or, Kevin McHenry. Right. It was who, Kevin said, Mc who said, shit, I could have fucking left. Even though that's right. he was out there attacking you. So yes. if you are. So that's what I'm saying. If you are ever around or experience a Sea Org member in a grocery store or see them walking down the street, I know this is hard. We don't want you yelling and insulting them and accosting them. They're, they're likely they're not victims. the problem. <laughs> they're yeah. victims. We want you to reach out to them with love and compassion and say, come with me. I know this is strange. Mike Rinder will help you. Leah Remedy will help you. Mark and Claire Heldley will help you. Amy Scopey will help you. Jeffrey Augustine will help. Like they're the, they know these names. Yes. And that's what we really want you to do. If you ever are in that situation. And I'm glad you brought that up, Mark, because it's so important. And when I see that shit, you know, I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's funny. That's not what we want. We want them yeah. out. Yeah. They're right. not the problem. They're not the, the low, the low on the totem. Unless you run into David Miscavige, then well, that's give different. him an aftermath uh, that, card. That's different. That's <laughs> Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Mark Headley, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for all you're doing. Uh, just to end off, some good news. I don't know if people know this. The, uh, some good news. The recent uh, uh, win for victims of Scientology, and I, and, I, and I think victims in general, like uh, to be forced to do something so insane, like to be forced to go into a Scientology court-martial, 
which is what the Scientology is pretending is their fair and balanced arbitration. But I, let me just read you uh, what the judge said. Um, it says, um, the, this court has been clear in their decision. People have a First Amendment right to leave a religion. And that's in quotes for me, but... <laughs> That's an air quotes for me. And once they do, they shouldn't be required to abide by their rules with respect to dispute resolution. Um, that was from Judge... Um, That's from the appellate, the appellate court. court. Yes. California Court of Appeals. Thank you. That was from the California Court of Appeals. And uh, it's a huge, huge success for the victims of Danny Masterson and Scientology, uh, which should always be used in the same sentence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's right. And that's and 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 yes, I applaud the people who are actually actively in the legal battle with them, but I think this podcast gets out a, so a, such a volume of information on all these different subjects that you will and even the show that the fact that the um aftermath show um is on Netflix now, it is amazing the amount of people that are seeing that show because how, how broadly it's being, um, being, you can access it from just about anywhere and, 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 and all of that is it, permeating yes, into yes. society. Thank and you. these people are finding out the truth because there's no way for them not to know. Like you can't be a judge and be like, Oh, I didn't know that. Like well, that's not, that's not a possibility yeah. for you. It's not, it's not a plausible excuse to be ignorant at this point because the information is out there. Hey, Mike, what's the name of that judge? Uh, uh, what's his name that's uh, ordered Valerie Haney? Judge Burge, Richard Burge. To Scientology Court. Uh, uh, I guess he didn't read the, uh, the Constitution of the United States of America, uh, or he has forgotten it. Uh, but anyway, maybe he should look into... A little refresher course. But anyway, um, listen, Mark Headley, thank you so much. Once again, we love you. Even though it seems like we, seems like I love it Claire more. seems like we like Claire better. <laughs> <laughs> All she does is answer emails and messages. <laughs> so, guys, thank you again, Mark Headley. We love you, uh, Mikey. Until next time. And you, yes, and you thank guys. Thank you. You guys, thank you again. Um, we have such a, a an amazing surge of support recently, and I, I we just can't thank you enough. Really, honestly, yes. we love you. And um, until next time, awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.